0: This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly
1: Lucille. (laughs) Hi, folks, mindful listeners. So happy to have you spending part of your day with us again. I can't wait for this episode. I mean, I know I say that all the time, but I do get excited about my guests and and our topics because that's mindful medicine, right? It's like, how can we open up our mind and just do a better job at uh, taking our care care of ourselves especially in the sea of information and certainly sometimes misinformation that's out there and i got a big one today it's how to stop dieting and start thriving now if you've been listening for a while you know that i am a stickler when it comes to the meaning of words and uh you know like i i, I like to uh be consistent with the literature when we talk about adrenal fatigue eh, your adrenal glands are never going to really fatigue but they can become dysregulated or there can be an hypothalamus pituitary adrenal access dysregulation because of how much we're over adapting to stress i like to talk about it like that also leaky gut we hear about that all the time but can it really become leaky i think being consistent with the literature it's more it's hyperpermeable all that aside i know that we've talked about diet after diet after diet after diet and people Are proposing this diet over that diet and the non diet and all of that stuff and I looked up diet in the dictionary when I was really wanting to understand what the heck does diet really mean and when you do that it means habitual nourishment you can go and look it up in the several different resources that are out there on the world wide web and habitual nourishment so how is a habit do we nourish ourselves but obviously when it comes to the desire to lose weight which is very prolific in our modern day from at least all the people that come into my clinical practice. Um, is huge and diets do come a part of that but i've got a guest that's going to help us stop dieting and actually start thriving when it comes to food i'm just going to bring him on his name is harvey slater he is a certified nutrition consultant but guess get this in 2013 he left his catering business where he cooked for celebrities like Barbara streisand and danny devito to explore new opportunities along with a healthier and more purposeful life we are lucky that he did this because we have him here talking to us. Harvey, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me, Dr. Holly. It's great to be here.
1: Yeah. So, all right, I think I'm just going to kick it off by asking you, I mean, what a background, even the little that we know about you right now, but tell us a little bit more about you. How did this all come about?
0: Okay, so um, as you said in my, um, in my little introduction there, which is a great introduction. Thank you. I do have most of my adult life experience is in the food and beverage business. Um, I worked in restaurants um, most of my adult life. I had a successful catering and event company in West L.A. for over 20 years and really um, just always loved food and um, discovering all the different ways to make food amazing. Mm. What happened was about five years ago, I got into my midlife and started to decline. My health started declining and uh, started feeling really bad and also started questioning my career and just kind of wondering, well, is this it? Am I just going to, you know, um, make flashy bar mitzvahs for the rest of my life or is there something more? Not that bar mitzvahs aren't or weddings aren't really meaningful occasions. And any of my clients, former clients who are listening, please don't take it personal. They're actually awesome. But, you know, you start to, you know, you get older and you start to kind of Question: Is this it? Is this what I what am I doing on this planet? So as I started exploring, it started with just exploring. Okay, how am I going to take better care of myself? And I just started very simple steps to eat healthier. Honestly, just things like drinking more water and eating more fiber. That's really where I started. And I yeah, because um, it seemed like to know, the, the... no,
1: I just what? yeah it seemed like I mean, even getting those couple things started because it seems like with your um, with your business. You were kind of pushing the the line of being unhealthy yourself, overweight, run down, poor digestion, toxic liver. I mean, it's the lifestyle, right? You're cooking late nights, celebrity, it's West LA. Come on.
0: That's right. It was just lifestyle. I was really just living the life. Drinking um alcohol was just a regular part of my career and my living. Ne- never really questioned it, that kind of thing, until my body started telling me that it didn't improve anymore. And so when I started eating healthier, I, what happened was, as a chef, I started noticing, um, the new ingredients and things that I could work with. And what really got me into the nutrition and wellness business, I do have a little bit of history in healing arts. I was, I am a certified massage therapist, so I took a little, uh, dive into that back in the early 90s. And what I learned back then was that I do have a natural aptitude for healing and facilitating positive change in people. So that's always been in the back of my head, um sort of as I progressed through life. So what happened was I um, I got into a, this is kind of funny, but I got involved with a network marketing company that sold a nutrition product. And I thought, okay, well, this is a different business. This looks interesting. I'm a curious entrepreneur. I'm going to check this out. Well, what happened was I created an online support group in Facebook and what I did was I provided healthier recipes for my product customers, and it was sort of like a place where they could come in and get support and uh, find some recipes. And I started learning about gluten-free cooking, and I started learning about, you know, uh, how to make things without sugar. And the chef inside of me got really excited because all of a sudden what seemed like a dead-end career was be- being reignited in a new way. And then what happened was the support group went viral and got so popular, and everyone started coming to me for nutritional advice and asking me these questions, and they were calling me the detox guru. And (laughs) with no training in nutrition, I was like, well, this is, well, hold on a second. I'm feeling really unauthentic right now. So I went out and I got a basic nutrition certification. And that's what got me started in my career. And when I got my nutrition certification, I basically outgrew that product line. I couldn't really sell those products anymore because I realized they weren't made of real food. And, um, that's when I started really diving into actually being a, a real credible, uh, you know, nutritionist, uh, an actual practicing nutrition professional. And I took that jump out And I've never looked back. It's been an amazing journey. And um, yes, in the process, I lost about 40 or 50 pounds. I got got my alcohol use in control. I eat a super healthy diet now. And I gave up my car in 2013 and bicycle commute all over Los Angeles. Um, I currently awesome. live in the mountains, so I don't get to commute all by bicycle, but I do a multimodal commute where I go car, bicycle, metro, bicycle to my office in Pasadena. And I love my healthy lifestyle, and I love sharing it with other people.
1: Well, it sounds like it. you can tell it's quite contagious. Um, and so congratulations. And isn't it amazing when life just kind of shows you the next path? You know, it's like I've always had this thing about when people say, well, just have faith. And I'm like, ah, I think you got to earn faith. You know, it's like you have to look back and see you know this turn which was maybe a heartbreak at the time or was maybe sort of a devastating uh outcome at the time turned into this and look at how my life is unfolding and i think things like that and you just being um from this MLM that you're talking about right where you're like oh probably rolling your right. eyes right now but it it led you to the path and it led you to the to the road to be on to give back help other people so i really do appreciate that story so just go ahead and tell me what do you specialize in because I mean, obviously this area is I mean, I'm just going to say it's pretty saturated, right? There's a lot of people out there wanting to coach people and help people in uh, losing weight and being healthier and all that stuff. Tell me a little bit, Hook, that you have that that isn't out there and what you feel like you specialize in.
0: Okay, so I definitely specialize in the food, right? So how does someone's day-to-day interaction with their food supply impact their health and well-being? And that's really what it boils down to is just, you know, that uh, I'm a little biased, but food is the most important thing. You, Dr. Holly, could put someone on, you know, a supplement protocol, but if they're not, if they're not right with their food every day, they're missing an opportunity to feed themselves in the most optimal way possible. And the great thing about whole food nutrition is that just, fo- if we just follow the evidence and a, whatever clinical experience we have and give our clients the, uh, give them the empowered uh, knowledge to make the best choices. Any good nutrition eating plan is going to complement anything that they're doing outside of my office, right? So I take my food background as a chef and my this new love that I have, you know, now that I've discovered food as therapy, not just how do we make shrimp look fabulous at a wedding right? <laughs> but actually how is shrimp therapeutic for your body? What does it actually do for you, you know, on a functional level? Um, so That's really, I believe what sets me apart. Now, do I, I don't have a lot of experience going to see other health coaches or nutrition nutritionists. So I don't know if anyone else is doing what I do, but we really just get the client back. We help the client reclaim their natural born right to just having an awesome food supply. As easily no, done. I mean and knowing I exactly that, how to feed themselves individually
1: Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's foundational. I think you make a great point You know if you look at nutritional supplements and then you know going back to me being a stickular about words um, And if you look up the definition of a supplement, it's to add to or optimize something else. It's not a fix it's to it's to enhance and what we're trying to enhance perhaps by giving nutritional supplements is an already foundationally sound diet and lifestyle. I mean, it's, I That's think absolutely you're right. Yeah, you're correct. That the diet is foundational and then we can spur off from there. And then sometimes, and I've said this before in my show many times, it is about supplementing your lifestyle. People, um, You know you exercise a lot based on your commute (laughs) that i'm envisioning in my head Um, exercising a lot is wonderful but it also creates a lot of oxidative stress so perhaps we increase antioxidants yes food sources you know do we need more hey if we do we can supplement it do people over drink and have alcohol um as part of their lifestyle can we protect the liver with things like milk, thistle, et cetera, sure, those are but I, I think you're spot on when um we think about food, especially in our culture, when uh it's interesting about how uh the you know we have a compromised food chain at this point in time, our soil is compromised, people have compromised choices, so I definitely think that you are on to something
0: well, thank you, I think I am too, definitely <laughs> and i I totally agree with you about the supplementation, you know it is just. To fill in the, the gaps, and I, I sometimes make some supplement recommendations to my client clients, but that's not really my that's not really my primary scope of practice. I mean, technically, I'm I'm like a nutrition coach, basically. So, and there's so much that can be done in that scope. Just there's you can go to a dietitian, and the dietitian will tell you what to eat, or you can go to a doctor, and the doctor will tell you tell you what to eat. But who actually teaches you how to eat and why? And why is this meaningful to you? Why is this meaningful to your goals? And how how can you, you know, someone needs to help uh, put up a merit in front of the client and show them this is your journey and this is your pathway to the journey and this is how your food, the way you eat, is going to help change that significantly, right?
1: Yeah. You know, you make a great point. I mean, I've always said that there's kind of a difference between compliance, which is like, okay... My, you know my nutrition coach Harvey told me to do this and then adherence which is more of a, of a faithful attachment to something and I think when you have the educational piece in there um, about why this is affecting you this way and and the the why around it then people get more sticky towards that adherence side and then you can empower them more instead of like oh you know they're dependent on me for their food you know uh, journals or or their meal plannings or whatever. It's like they get to own it a little bit because you offer them that.
0: Well, that's right. And actually when they own it and they they participate that way, that's where the healing actually begins. And it's funny what you said because I don't actually tell people what to eat. I give absolutely no directives in my office. And I make that really clear with my clients. I basically – we ask the clients a lot of questions in the beginning. I have a series of intake forms that have all sorts of purposes to help me understand their body – So the client has a priority. They say, I want to lose weight. I want to feel better. I don't want my cancer to come back. Whatever it is, that's their priority in their mind. But then their body functionally also has a priority. So we try to get insights into the body, make a connection between that and what their priorities are, and then say, hey, check it out. I believe this is the food and this is the plate distribution. This is the lifestyle that's going to support you the best. How does this look to you? do you see yourself doing this in two hours a week or four hours a week and I basically just you know I just show them stuff and then you know uh kind of point them in the right direction and the client really decides what they're going to eat so it's really a client-driven approach completely client-driven and I think that's another thing that sets me apart possibly from other nutritionists and I almost prefer when someone says well I really want my friend to come see you, but what do I say to them? And I'm like, well, first of all, don't call me a nutritionist. Call me a nutrition coach because that's just friendlier for people. And I found that many people have had, you know, some bad experiences. Maybe they've been given a plan that was too daunting or they felt judged or whatever. So it's really a warm and fuzzy thing where we just get friendly. We get to know them and we say, hey, check it out. Food is not really supposed to be that scary. This is Mother Nature's gift for you. There's a reason why you can make it taste and smell amazing. This is like a miracle that we can just enjoy, the, you know, like like sex, right? You can enjoy this great food, and it's like a gift from nature. So start mm-hmm. having fun with your food. Really enjoy the journey. You know, it's, I was going over this with a client yesterday. It's like you've got to enjoy this journey to overcoming obesity. If you're not having fun along the way, what happens if you don't get the result you're looking for? Then you've just wasted two years white-knuckling your way through a diet that didn't even pay off and you've wasted two years right so just enjoy the journey enjoy your food learn how to listen to your body better how to feed yourself more optimally and this I might be segueing us into the whole um how to stop dieting and start thriving thing but um I don't I don't well, go for it energy.
1: yeah because no no <laughs> no I appreciate it my my I was going to tee up my next question it was like hey all right i'm talking to you i've got a like i said this is such a there's a lot of people out here trying to do this so i was like what is in your toolbox but i think you mentioned some of that stuff but yeah let's talk about that let's talk about the crux of the show stop dieting and start thriving because it sounds like you're getting into it and i think the listeners are really appreciative of it
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay so um basically what i like to teach my clients, I mean, when they come in, especially that let's talk about weight loss cases, because that's basically what the, what the topic of this discussion is today. And a a lot of my clients do want to lose weight, but really my, my weight loss program is really a healthy eating program disguised as a weight loss program is what it is. Right. Because we want to, a lot of people just, just from their intake of, for example, I have this, uh, this cloud-based um assessment called um health snap which is really helpful. It has this awesome photo based um uh, food um food recall. So we can look at like what are you really eating right now? So if the client wants to lose weight and they're deficient in uh, berries, cruciferous vegetables and leafy greens, um, you know, and then we know from another assessment tool that their um liver uh, and gallbladder might you know, might be under a lot of stress, then we can say, hey, check it out. We're going to just help you feed your liver. We're going to help you just get really healthy and do some detoxing and just enjoy. Let's learn how to enjoy more spinach. Let's learn how, Let's get more of those cruciferous vegetables into the diet. Here's some recipes. Can you see yourself making this this week? Okay, great. So um, it's really going back to like the foundations first. Start with layers that are really easy to achieve. You know, someone who comes in who's a lifetime weight management case has probably developed a lot of frustration and perhaps compromised self-esteem around their body composition. And they're used to being judged. They're used to being told things that don't work. They're used to being fed anecdotes or maybe evidence-based diets that that still don't work for them. And it's like, what's wrong with me? Why can't I do this? So we, what we do instead of we sort of gaslight the whole thing, we turn it on its head, and instead of trying to lose weight, we just say, hey, look, you have an awesomely unique body. Nobody has bothered to ask your body how it wants to be fed. So why don't we start talking to your body, start understanding how to listen to your metabolism signals, and let's just work on feeding and nourishing you because you – regardless of your body composition, you are an awesome person and you have something to offer the world and we want to just take really good care of you. And we just start, take a different approach, get off of the weight loss, forget about everything you've read, forget about everything you see on Facebook, forget about the diet that works for your friend because metabolically, that person is much different than you, probably. It's very likely. And then um once we get them foundationally set with just a healthier diet that's going to feed their body functionally better, Then I have a couple ways that I can understand how their body is burning fuel. So we kind of determine whether they're primarily burning sugars or whether they're primarily burning – or whether they're burning a nice mixture of fats and sugars, which is optimal. Or maybe they're muscle-wasting. Maybe they're burning – maybe they're borrowing energy from their muscles. And that's why they're not burning fat, and we take all this information, we create a good little plate composition, and then we don't exclude any we don't talk about eliminating anything we just talk about feeding your body more awesome food, distribute your plate this way, and let's see how this works and Then we start listening to our bodies in between meals, so it's not it's not it's not a uh, listening to your body saying, I want to eat chocolate. It's more you eat something. And then how does your body respond to that afterwards? Does the meal hold you over till your next meal? Does it give you energy? Does it not satisfy you? Are you always hungry? These are really important metabolism signals that are the body's, like any symptom, the symptom is our body's way of telling us that something is wrong. And we just don't listen to our bodies. We want to mask it all the time with medicine or, you know, we just want the bad feelings to go away. Well, this is our This is like the golden communication thing that we have with our bodies is the symptoms and how our body's feeling. So I really just uh, teach my clients how to listen to how their body's responding. And then in between sessions, we check in on these signals in between meals, and we start to fine-tune their diet so that their meals are now holding them over. They're satiating them. They are feeling energized, they're not craving things anymore, and they're feeling better. Um, and then what we do, so that's the food kind of clinical side. And then on the coaching side, we always want to create small, achievable steps so that we, as quickly as possible, can create a ongoing culture of success and feeling really good. So it might just be starting with breakfast. It might be starting with one meal a week. It really depends on what the client is up to doing. We'll never have the client do anything in between sessions that they don't feel like they can accomplish. And then the client's part of the deal is they have to actually do that when before they come back to see me. So it's a very fair arrangement and it's very Mm. achievable. And they start to understand and then we ask, you know, reflective questions about, you know, how the how the food helped them feel or what was this, or what was that? If they're not so motivated to do something, then instead of saying you have to do this or you won't burn fat, you know, you have to exercise, we'll say, okay, well, can you try to exercise? And if you don't get to exercising, write down what it is that stopped you from exercising. So we can go back and look at what is the obstacle that's standing in the way of getting exercise? Or what's the obstacle that's standing in the way of you getting that salad for lunch? And then I have all sorts of meal planning tools. I have an entire course online that teaches you how to meal plan on your own. And I and I put these tools into place where they're needed for people. So not everybody goes on one program or another. It's really customized to the individual. And in the process of this journey, the client learns how to be their own best clinician. They learn how to listen to themselves. And when they see over time that they are burning fat successfully – based on eating certain foods, and they start to recognize the triggers that are moving them in the wrong direction, they can have a conscious connection between, you know, a liminal connection between their conscious desire to change and their unconscious hardwiring that keeps getting in the way of the right food choices. And they can start getting free from that and they can have a better relationship with their food. The best part yeah. is they can go out and party with their friends on weekends and they can eat pizza and have a beer and they don't have to beat themselves up about it because that is part of living in the real world. Right. And we're not going to just not eat certain things. And why would you do that for the rest of your life? Why would you never eat pizza for the rest of your life? That doesn't even make sense to me, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> pizza is yummy. Well, <laughs> <laughs>
1: pizza is yummy, yes. It is Yes, and sex is enjoyable. You've made those two points very, very clear. Oh, wait, wait. So Harvey, this is great because this does sound like it's, it's, this is thriving and not dieting. Um, and it's a very unique way that you have taught yourself and then, of course, chosen to work with your clients. So I've got a, one more question for you. Actually, two. So, uh-huh. all right. And, and by the way, cause I'm going to, I'll just tell people. So your website is www.harveyslater.com. I actually have made a recipe of yours with delicata squash oh, cool. that people raved about. which recipe um, was it well so it had a little mustard in it and pomegranate seeds and then it had fennel and it had the delicata squash so see i'm not lying to you
0: oh that oh yeah that's a great that's a great veggie dish yeah so you'll notice that uh, most of my food is based on high nutrition density per calorie and that's a little secret weapon that we use in weight loss right if you fill up on nutrient-dense foods that don't have as many calories you're just completely turning your body. You're turning the way you feed yourself upside down, and you're you're going to yeah. reset all of your hunger hormones, reset all of that stuff, and your body's going to be like, "Wow, this is what I've been genetically longing for for 40 years. Where have you been?" That's so awesome, you know. <laughs>
1: That's great. Yeah. Um, so, and so you're familiar obviously with the Andy score, right? The aggregate nutrient density index.
0: Uh, Oh yeah. That's like one of the biggest things that I teach people. Yeah.
1: Nice. So, and for listeners, that's just the amount of calorie, uh, is amount of uh, nutrient density per calorie. So like kale is like King kale. It's way, way up there. Diet Coke is way, way down there. Um, so it is interesting if you're, you know, looking at that, uh, we definitely want to eat more nutrient dense. And if you're eating more nutrient dense, um, genetically, as Harvey said, it's just, you it's like a thirsty little kitten. Your system is just lapping it up. All right. Last question here. Yep. If there was one, just sure. one, 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 one piece of advice you could impart with my listeners, what would it be?
0: Um, one piece of advice would be that if you want to undergo, if you want to lose weight and you are frustrated because you've tried things that don't work and you've yo-yoed a lot and you've read or heard that healthier eating is the way to go, you're probably right. And I think the most important thing is to make sure whatever you do, that whatever you commit yourself to, that it's realistically achievable um, in the long term. So you've got to be able to see yourself doing it for a long time. It's like the definition of the word diet, you know, if you're going to go on it, when someone tells me they're, they're going to go on a diet, I'm like, oh, good. Are you going to stay on it for the rest of your life? Because that's basically what a diet is, you know. And so, oh, no, I don't think so. Well, then maybe you should evaluate that diet. So make sure it's achievable in the long run. Make sure you can see yourself doing it and enjoying it for the long run. And then number two, make sure it's enjoyable. Make sure that you can enjoy the process and enjoy the journey. And try not to white-knuckle it. You know, white knuckling through a cleanse temporarily is fine because that has an end game and a purpose. But you don't want to white knuckle your way through your eating because food is a gift and it should be it should be an, um, enjoyable and amazing, not not a white knuckle experience.
1: Oh, of course. You know, I, I heard this one little thing once upon a time that said dieting is like forgiveness. It <laughs> it only feels good when you get to the other side. <laughs> so, all right, great right. words of wisdom right. from. Harvey Slater, you can find him more at www.harveyslater.com. Mindful listeners, once again, thanks for being with us, spending part of your day. And to all of you, we're going to see you next time.